Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Roy Matheson. President Joe Biden is speaking in Menlo, Iowa. He hasn't been back to Iowa since the campaign. Uh, before he became president of the United States, he is there today to talk about soaring inflation, gas prices, and what can possibly be done. Let's go live now with President Joe Biden in Menlo, Iowa. Make it, to be able to make it generally. And all, uh, all that corn in the silos is from farmers within 60 miles of here. Knowing you have a buyer gives farmers something they don't often have. Peace of mind, certitude about where their product can be sold and to get a fair price for it. Second, it creates good-paying jobs. It's estimated there are over 400,000 jobs directly and indirectly supported by this industry nationwide. There's a lot of people. That's a lot. And a lot of paychecks and good, decent paychecks. Third, it reduces our reliance on foreign oil. By adding this fuel to our gasoline... Ten percent or fifteen percent, even more, stretches the supply. And fourth, it gives you a choice at the pump. When you have a choice, you have competition. When you have competition, you have better prices. In addition to all that, you get less harm to the environment, lower greenhouse gas emissions, and you get even byproducts like grain here, which does uh, goes into animal feed and which helps cattle producers and lowers their cost. This is an industry with a tremendous future. I've set a goal of zero carbon for aviation sector, for example, by 2050. I've spoken with the leading heads of all major airlines. It's going to require billions of gallons of sustainable aviation fuel. And you simply can't get to net zero by 2050 without biofuels. Aviation. Aviation is in the case where you blend in a little bit of biofuel. It's where it's called drop-in, meaning 100% biofuel. You don't need to take my word for it. Take the word of the CEO of American Airlines who said, sustainable aviation fuel is the cornerstone of our strategy, end of quote. And the CEO of United Airlines, who called the first biofuel-powered flight a significant milestone for our efforts to decarbonize our industry. To bring that future within reach, I proposed a sustainable aviation fuel tax that we brought together the government's agencies, aircraft manufacturers, airlines, fuel producers, airports, advanced, cleaner, and more sustainable fuels for American aviation. That's how we're going to get there. And we can. We're in the cusp of so many significant things that are going to happen in this country, not just in the fuel side, but in the next 10 years. Your children are going to see more change in the next 10 years than we've seen in the last 40 years. That's how rapidly technology is changing. So this industry has a role to play in the sustainable energy future. But I'm here today because homegrown biofuels have a role to play right now, right now, as we work to get... As we work to get prices under control and reduce the costs for families. Look, 
I grew up in a family, not a joke, where if the price of a gallon of gasoline went up, it was a conversation at our kitchen table. It mattered. It mattered with my mom and dad. It made a difference. We felt it. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. The two of largest grain producers in the world, China and, uh, excuse me, Ukraine and Russia, are not doing what they usually do, so everything's going up. We saw today's inflation data. Seventy percent of the increase in prices in March came from Putin's price hike in gasoline. We need to address this challenge with an urgency to the demands. That's why I've called on Congress to move immediately to lower the cost of families' utility bills, prescription drug bills, and more while lowering the deficit to reduce inflationary pressures. And that's what we've done. We lowered the deficit by $300 billion so far. And it's expected. So, folks, we can do these things without raising a penny in tax on anybody in this, in this hall. Hall. Uh, yeah. That's President Joe Biden speaking in Menlo, Iowa. Uh, and some really interesting things. Obviously, uh, he is in front of a lot of uh, farmers who grow corn. And so not surprising. Ethanol, of course, is made from corn, other crops mixed in with some types of gasoline. Uh, we've been doing that for years, a way to reduce and, uh, the reliance on oil. It stretches things just a little bit farther. So the president, of course, making that case in Iowa today. I think there's no political mistake in terms of being in Iowa Again, a crucial place, uh, especially for the midterm elections, an important place for the president in terms of his own election uh, as he was running for president. Uh, And uh, one that clearly uh, has a lot of corn to sell and they want to make sure that that ethanol uh, gets used. So normally there is a ban in the summertime uh, from uh, selling uh, ethanol based fuels. But the president's going to ease that. Uh, And then he talked about it in some really interesting terms. So uh, he went from saying he's going to do some things by executive order. And then and then he shifted and started talking about uh, kind of the economy in general. And this was a, an interesting little bit of uh, sharpening of the pencil. So, of course, every American has been struggling and worrying about the price of gas. And everybody agrees with that. Uh, of course, the price of gas has been going up for over a year uh, from the time the president took office. Uh, it has been going up in a significant way. But the way the president couched it today was he said 70% of the increase in gas prices for the month of March are due to Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. Now, that is a parsing of the numbers extraordinaire, because if you only read the headline, and that's why we always say you have to think again and get past the headline. But if you just looked at the headline, you say, wow, 70 percent of the reason gas prices are higher is Vladimir Putin. And that's actually not true. That's not reality. Now, 70 percent of the increase for the month of March, you can coordinate and and tack to, uh, to Vladimir Putin and what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, but I think that's interesting. Uh, David uh, Victor, uh, who's uh, actually a climate policy guy at the University of California, San Diego, uh, he talked about some of the things the president is announcing at this press, uh, this event uh, in Menlo, Iowa, and uh, even talking about uh, greenhouse gases and uh, the environment and climate change uh, and the role that ethanol can 
be in, in terms of keeping some of those things down. Uh, David Victor, the, the climate policy expert, said this one is, uh, he, he described it as uh, a transparently political move. Now, again, the politics of it, uh, the communication strategy of it is interesting. Uh, but it, it clearly has some policy and some political components to it in terms of the communication strategy. Uh, and so the fact that the president's down there uh, touting this on the day when the focus is on inflation, and we're going to talk more about inflation coming up in the next segment, uh, but the president really trying to reframe the argument in terms of what's going on and why we're feeling pain at the pump, why inflation is going up, uh, and why more and more Americans are, are getting frustrated with that. And, and so that's the, the real test. Uh, and, uh, again, you can make numbers say just about anything you want. And you can do that whether you are a Democrat, a Republican, an Independent, or a Libertarian. You can massage the numbers to make them work. Today, the president tried to make them work for him by saying 70% of the increase in gas prices is because of Vladimir Putin slash for the month of March. Uh, That does not have to do with any of the price hikes that we have experienced from last January when the president took office uh, to the beginning of the war 47 days ago in Ukraine. Uh, And so, again, a little parsing of the words there by the president, very political uh, for sure. Uh, And the more important thing is can we get to the substantive conversation of what we can actually do, and that's where we've actually got to get. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back... Uh, We're going to have Charles Mizrahi talk to us about the inflation numbers and what they mean to you and what you should be doing as we look at what comes next. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.